0: What's up, world? Well. welcome to a new episode of the Brand Genius show. I believe sports. As you know I am Brand Janu, and like always on all podcast platforms everywhere It's the Brand Janu show, social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Threads, Brand Janus show. Um, and of course, of course, of course, of course, um, <clears throat> YouTube channel Brand new show. Shout out to all the new subscribers. Shout out to everybody who has been commenting. I appreciate you guys. Uh, Hopefully you like this episode like you've been liking all the other ones. Uh, Like I said, tonight is, uh, I believe, sports. And on this episode, I will be talking about college football. Tonight, I will be also giving my first, since technically the first uh, official top six polls when they finally do decide who's going to be in the college football, you know, playoff thing. It doesn't happen till October 31st. That's when the first official college football playoff standings drop. But I ain't got time to wait that damn long. So, tonight I will be doing my crazy six of what I expect. Well, for the first, what, eight weeks of the season, since this is the eight week, this upcoming Saturday, I will be giving you my crazy six, um, my crazy six of the college football. So, I'm, my six teams that I think are the best teams in college football right now. Um, and, of course, I'll be giving y'all my skeptical game of the week, my, interest, my interesting game of the week, my upset game of the week, and, of course, the game of the week to me in college football. Don't forget, because I'm still doing football, NFL too. Uh, I'll be giving y'all my big four going in, coming into week seven of this NFL season. And, of course, my levels are warning for week seven. Those three teams that should be very, very afraid of what the hell is going on. Before I get into all that, of course, I got to talk about what is going on. The sport that is actually playing for something right now, and that is baseball, man. Okay, so two series are going down right now. It's both of those series. Uh, both conferences are in uh, the championship series. The AL is going into game three tomorrow night between the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros. Uh, of course, state, a state rivalry, divisional rivalry. You know, it's a, it's a little bit crazy. Um, and, of course, the Phillies and Diamondbacks, which I think they're playing right now. Uh, maybe the first pitches in a couple of minutes um, of game two um, of that series. And let me start there. Um, so the NLCS kicked off last night. Game one between the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. Phillies won 5-3. Um, two huge home runs. Uh, in the bottom of the first, that is, that's not good. If you're the Diamondbacks, you're on the road against the Phillies. You don't want to get the crowd literally into it, which they did. They let the crowd get right into it. Uh, one home run of those, one of those home runs came from the one and only Bryce Harper. Happy bond day to the man. Uh, 31 years old and he hit a home run last night. That is crazy as hell. Um, so if you know, I do a show with my brother Juan, um, uh, you know, Jack's Wild Sports Show. And my brother Juan is a huge Angels fan. And I'm a huge uh, Mike Trout fan too. I think Mike Trout one of the best to ever do it. But man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Um, It's crazy to think of their careers. Because Mike Trout was always perceived as the best player out of both of them. But Bryce Harper is now the one that's leading these teams, the Phillies. The Nationals, when he was with the Nationals, he had always had great records. But they could just never get over the hump and get to a World Series. And it's fucked up that they got to the final. They finally got over the hump and won a World Series. The year he finally left the Nationals, which was fucked up. But the Phillies have built a franchise around him. And the Phillies are a great franchise. A lot of people forget early 2000s when they had Chase Utley – uh, Jimmy Rollins, um, Cole Helms, they had a lot of great pieces. Uh, the late great uh, Rod Holiday, like they were a great fucking team, man. They were incredibly gifted. I remember they got Brian Led uh, later from the uh, Houston Astros, the closer. I remember that. Like they had Ryan Howard, like they had a fucking juggernaut in Philly. For, like, four to five years, like, Phillies was, like, always in contention to win the World Series. And it feels like that now. Like, last year, we were in the World Series, and they lost to the Astros. This year, they could get back to the World Series. And I don't know if the Texas Rangers have enough to stop that team. Um, but the Phillies are a good team, man. That is that's a hell of a team. But it gets back to what I was saying. I remember Bryce Harper being a 17-year-old prodigy high school like he had that same aura of a LeBron James so to finally see him grow and become that guy now because I remember a lot of people used to say oh he was immature or he didn't want to be that guy he was always one of my favorite players especially when the Nationals drafted him I was like that's my guy like, like yeah I remember he was a catcher and an outfielder now he's a first basement and he's doing his thing man I mean that is a hell of a career stretch to have this type of legacy and I feel bad for Mike Trout, man. Mike Trout, who is one of the greats to ever do it, but until he physically says I want out of this this situation, he's never going to have that Bryce Harper type of legacy. You know what I'm saying? He's a great player. He's won a bunch of MVPs in his career, but it just feels like something is wrong with this team. And and that's kind of how I look at it, man. Um, yeah, man. I don't. I don't. It's gonna be hard. For um, some teams, like, it's going to be hard for some teams to um, supersede, to me, supersede um, a players that's going to supersede what Mike Trout has done. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. But Bryce Harper, to me now, has has is a first ballot Hall of Famer, and now he's got the credentials to also back it. Not saying Bryce Harper didn't have an NL MVP, because he did, but... Now he's got rings, and he's the he's one of the main contributors to now another World Series team, it, right, if they win or not, which I hope he does win. I hope he gets his first, because this is a crazy thing. He still hasn't won a ring. He went to the World Series last year. He just didn't win. So if he wins this year, he gets a ring. And that, to me, is a massive hit to what people have always perceived him as, but he's one of the best, man. And Mike Trout is too. Hopefully this offseason the Angels come to terms with the idea of saying, you know what, he's been so devoted to this team, we have to let him go. But the Phillies are riding a wave of momentum, man. And that's scary into itself. Excuse me. Like I said, tonight is game two uh, in a couple of minutes, I think, on TBS. I think that's what it's on. Um and I listen. I like the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks. I'm gonna be honest. They played a very easy team. The Brewers choke in the postseason, and the Dodgers are great in the regular season. They cannot win games in the postseason. They they are too top heavy. And the Diamondbacks, just like last year with the Padres, that played the Dodgers in the postseason, they can easily beat those teams. Like the Dodgers. The Dodgers cannot play a divisional team that they've seen too many times. And also the Diamondbacks, we forget Diamondbacks were actually beating the Dodgers before the postseason. So the Diamondbacks know who the Dodgers are, and the Dodgers just could not um, muscle up enough. I like the Diamondbacks a lot. I like what they're building. They're just not ready for this. And I think that the Phillies are too damn experienced. They got there last year to the World Series last year. Lost in, I think, six to the Astros or seven to the Astros, something like that. And they lost to the Astros last year, and they just – they're a different animal, man. And I don't think they have enough to physically combat what the Phillies are. I, I can easily see this being a sweep. I can't. I can physically see this being a sweep. I would not be surprised if it's a sweep. Um. Yeah, I would not be surprised if it's a sweep. Good God almighty. I would not be surprised if it's a sweep. Um. So if it is, then I'm not surprised. Um. Flipping uh, to the other series, the ALCS, the Texas Rangers now have a 2-0 lead going home against the Texas uh, against the Houston Astros. I said yesterday, my mom asked me about this series, and she was like, what do you think about the Astros and the Rangers? I said, the Astros don't win tonight. they probably going to get swept. The Astros are better on the road, but I still think they're going to get swept. I-, I think the Astros could at least win a game and keep it somewhat Okay in game four, but I don't think they have enough to combat the Texas Rangers. People forget Texas led this division throughout the whole fucking for damn near like two, three months. Like they led this division and then the Astros took it at the end. But the, the Rangers have, have been ready, man. This is a different type of team. Um, And as much as I love Dusty Baker, Bruce Bochy is a different caliber of postseason manager. If you don't believe me, go ask the San Francisco Giants. If you don't believe me, go ask the Kansas City Royals. If you don't believe me, when he was with the San Francisco Giants, they were always in the postseason was just a different animal. And I can definitely see them if they win Game Three tomorrow depending on if Max Scherzer plays or not tomorrow, if he starts or not, if he starts in game four, that's a different type of energy. And I think the Texas Rangers just, they're not a, they're not a better team than Houston. I don't think they're a better team than Houston. But I do think they're more constructed. They're constructed better. Houston, Like I said, Bruce Bochi is one of the best postseason managers ever. I mean, the man has got, what, three three rings, I think, from the Giants. So, he figures it out. He knows how to do it. He's one of the best to ever do it. And I feel bad for the Houston Well, I can't feel bad for the Houston Astros. The Astros are a great team. But I feel like they're running into a situation where I don't think they have enough to really stop it because – Last year when you played against, I think it was the Yankees, Eric Boone is not better than Dusty Baker. Eric, Eric, Eric yeah, Aaron Boone is not better than Dusty Baker as a manager. Uh, the year before that, when you played, I think, the Red Sox, Alex Correa is not a better manager than Dusty fucking Baker. Like, there are certain people that just cannot outmanage someone. Bruce Bochy can outmanage Dusty Baker. Not saying that as a diss, I'm saying that as that's how good Bruce Bochy fucking is. I've seen this man in postseason World Series games, game seven in Kansas City. He literally looked at everybody and was like, okay, Madison Bumgarner, I know you pitched two days ago, but get your ass out there and pitch these next six innings. And they won that game. You can rest your arm tomorrow. Get your ass out there and pitch these, two, these six innings. He took his starter out and put Madison Bumgarner in for six, what six, five innings? I think he got like he came in like at the, at the fourth, like the last stretch of the fourth inning of that of that game, and maybe like fifth inning, and pitched the rest of that game. That's a decision that you have to make if you're going to win a World Series. I don't know if Dusty Baker is willing to pull that. And course on top of that, you don't have any right-handed pitchers to combat a left-handed stance, like. So that's another thing. Like, when you don't have a left-handed guy to keep that up. Like, it's 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 a lot that goes into this situation. And I think it's now coming back to haunt the Astros. They don't have anybody in that bullpen that can stop the Texas Rangers at a certain point. And that's their downfall, man. This is not Minnesota where Minnesota's young and they don't know nothing. And their manager just isn't ready for that. This is the Texas Rangers with a manager who's been into – three to four World Series, and it's kind of one of them all. So, yeah. So, I think we're going to get the World Series Phillies-Rangers. I know I've picked the the, the um, I picked uh, the Astros to get to the World Series, but I just I, – I don't know anymore. I, I think because they're trying to hit for home runs every game now, and it's like if you're hitting for the long ball, you're not going to get it, which makes it worse because now you're trying to get runs when it's just like, you need to just let them come naturally. And I don't think they have it in them. So that's my World Series, man. Of course, it seems like that's what's going to be. Rangers, uh, Phillies, World Series, who do I think? I love the Texas Rangers. I think the Rangers are a great team. Like I just said, Bruce Bochy is one of the best managers in modern MLB history. But I just feel like the Phillies are, are feeling it now. I think the Phillies know who they are. And like I said, running up – being a runner-up last year and being back in the situation, and Bryce Harper still never getting his rank, his just due, they're going to try to do it for him. And with that being said, I think the Phillies takes it in seven. I think it goes seven, though. I do think it's going to go a long way. I think it goes seven. I think Texas had the better record than the Phillies, so it's going to be in Texas for – Texas Rangers uh, Stadium for uh, game seven. But I think the Phillies pull it off. I think Bruce ha- Bryce Harper – uh, the rookie that they have, Scott, uh, Stride, you know Scott. Um, I think they pull it off with Bryce Harper, and I think they get them, get them a rank. So yeah. All right, let's get into it. <sighs> Football. Uh, as you know, I haven't really talked about ba- basketball because that's in preseason. I don't really have anything to talk about basketball yet. Um, I know Giannis and Dane played like a couple nights ago for the first time together. Um, it was a preseason game. It was against the Lakers, I guess. Um, but uh, basic basketball should be starting up real soon. I think not this week, but next week, I think it should be like um, the season. Yeah, the first week of the NBA season, which I will be talking about next week. And of course, I did say this, though, but I did say this. So technically, I have nothing on basketball, no stories or anything that has come out, but I will be talking about this. And so another episode. And I will be doing a full caption of this episode next week when the NBA season does start. I will be called. It is going to be called, I believe, Sports NBA uh, Mixtape Edition, which is pretty much my takes on all of the NBA game, all of the situations that's going on. Of course, like I said, NBA season I think starts next week, so of course that means I have to get into it. So tonight I will be doing another team, but next week I will be pretty much rehashing it. Uh, next week, but I will be talking about it right here, right now. And this is this. So last week I did my most improved teams. I think two teams from the, I picked one team from the West, one team from the East. Now here's my teams that I think will disappoint some teams this year. Some people this year. I think last week I picked, uh, the Pacers. I said the Pelicans, I think. Uh, yeah. I think the Pacers and the Pelicans, I think I picked those two. Um. So, my team, I think, is going to actually disappoint this year. Uh, and I start in the East. My team, I think, is going to disappoint in the East this year. It shouldn't be really a shocker, and I shouldn't even have to explain it. But i explain, I guess. Philly. I think Philly is not that good. I think the, the problems with James Harden, I know James Harden says he's, he's actually engaged and he's actually going to play this season. He's going to stay with Philly and all of these things, but, bro, I think you've created such a a divisive situation that you're going to force Philly's hand at some point if the season starts to go left. And if you don't do it, Joel B will do it. So I feel like the Philadelphia 76ers, I said this last week and I'll say it again, I think Philly is literally um, maybe the sixth best team in the East, and that's even pushing it for me. Like I don't, I don't. Without Joel B, and anytime Joel and B goes down this season, I don't have faith in that Philly team. I, like I said, I would have traded. Um, I would have traded James Harden the moment he said he wanted out. You don't have again. This is a team in Philly that really doesn't have any leverage in this situation. Ceremony. Uh, Darryl has already said that pretty much James Harden wants to go to the Clippers. But the problem with that is the Clippers don't want him. I wouldn't want him. I wouldn't fucking want the dude. Like, he's Kyrie Irving without the explosiveness anymore. So it's just like, what does he do? And if you're the Clippers, do you really want Paul, George, uh, Kawhi Leonard, and James Harden? Nah, I'm good on it. I think for James Harden, the best thing for James Harden is just to go somewhere where he knows he can still be somewhat of a guy like like Utah. Even though Utah's a good team and they could probably be really special this upcoming season, they could also fall off the face of the earth. And so it could happen either way it goes. So if I was them, I would probably send them to Utah or Houston, send them back to Houston, try to get some young pieces. And try to build that way, but I would get rid of James Harden. But I don't think Philly's that good of a team. I like Joel and B. Tyrese is the guy. He should be the number two option. He should be the second guy on that team to be to be a star. But as long as James Harden's there and they don't really have any real uh play for him, that's a that's a disaster waiting to happen. So we shall see how that looks. Um and for the Western Conference, my team that I expect to take a complete another downfall this upcoming season in the West. Oh man, is the Denver Nuggets? Hear me out. I know what y'all are gonna say. Denver just won the fucking championship. How the fuck? Could Denver be your downfall team? I don't expect them to be like Philly because I don't. I think Philly is just biting time before they have to make a decision on either we're going to move forward with Joel B without James Harden or we're going to come into a situation where either James Harden – we're going to come into a situation where James Harden has to play – or we're going to trade Joel – the franchise is going to have to come to a decision, Joel B or James Harden. That's what Philly is coming into. What Denver, on the other hand, is situational-wise, is it's hard to repeat as champions. It's even harder when you lost people. And as much as we sit here and we talk about Denver and we give Denver a lot of credit for what they did last year, I believe that Denver put themselves in such a position, winning the championship last year, that right now, um the West is hungry. It's it's easier to go from the hunter the hunters to the hunted. Let's see how they really handle this shit now. Because for the last couple of years, before you won the championship last year, you would get there and then you just fall off the face of the earth. And as much as I like I think the Joker's one of the best players in the league, I think Jamal Murray is the best two I've ever seen in a minute. I think teams are gonna scout that shit now. I think you're gonna struggle a little bit more. I think that we're going to see Denver – Aaron Gordon is not going to be that great for the entire fucking season. That shit ain't happening. Michael Porter Jr. might be finally that guy now. He might be ready, or he might show up like he did in the playoffs sometimes because some games he wouldn't do shit, and you'd be like, what the fuck is this? I think Denver's good, but also they lost a lot of key pieces, especially when it came to that defensive side, how they really would defend certain players and certain teams. That's going. You lost Bruce Brown to the Pacers is one of the reasons why I think the Pacers is going to be great this year. Um, But this is a thing about this team that I'm just like, eh, I don't know how good this team is going to be now that you are now the champion. It's going to be hard for you to recapture that energy. What I will say is this. I think they're going to be great to start the season. I think they might go 20-4. and four. 21 at 4. you to have a great record. But by the time you hit that all-star break and it starts to like teams start to break you down again, I think you're going to have a really bad uh, not a bad season to the point where it's just but you're not going to be in the top 3 of the Western Conference, like the Western Conference. I don't think you're going to be the top 3 seeds. I would give you 4. I give you 4. I think you're the fourth best team in the West, but I don't think you're the the best team in the West. I just I just don't think that. And it's not because I think Phoenix is great or The Lakers are going to be good. The Golden State is going to be back to Golden State. No, I just don't think you're ready to handle being the champion. I just don't think that. I think you won. I think it's great. I think you partied. I think you got your shit off. I think you finally, but the weight was lifted off your shoulders. Same thing with Milwaukee. Milwaukee's great. Great great every year. But as soon as they won that title, it's been hard as fuck to get them back to the NBA Finals. There's a reason for that. Because it's hard to recapture what you did that year, that previous year. And that's kind of what I look at Denver as. And it's it's great that you won. I'm happy that you won. The problem with that is, is that you have been climbing up the hill so many times and getting bumped off and climbing up the hill so many times and getting bumped off to the point where I think now, now that you've captured it, you're back to being, well, what do we do now? Do you have that hunger still? And I don't think they have that hunger anymore. That's just me. I can't speak for everybody. That's me. I don't think they have that hunger anymore. I could be wrong. But at the end of the day, it's hard. Why do you think Kansas City right now in the NFL is struggling? And I know people are going to say, well, that's the NFL. But a champion is a champion regardless. Like Once you win that ring, you raise that trophy, your mind goes to, fuck, we finally did it. You don't put in that same work. You don't go in there with the same aggression. You don't do the same thing you did that year when it was still like, we gotta capture this. And if you don't capture and you capture it, I don't know if you have that same energy. I don't know if you have that same hunger. Because that's kind of why it's hard to recapture that shit. That's why it's not that many repeat champions anymore in the NBA, because teams are now captured like realizing like, oh, they're a little weaker where they used to do this, they don't do that no more. Oh, we can get the ass now. And it's certain things like that, man. So, I think Denver doesn't fall off the face of the earth, but I see them as like a forward fifth seed in the Western Conference, which is not still a fucking – it's not a blubbering downfall. Like, you don't make the playoffs. Like, you're in the playoffs, but I just don't think you're the best team now in the Western Conference. I don't think you're the best team to dominate teams. Like, I don't think that's what you are anymore. I think you're good. I think you're solid. I think you have two of the best players in the NBA, but I don't think you're the – Undef- un, you know, undefining NBA champions. Now, one thing about Denver that can light them up again is the fact that everybody doesn't even pick them to be in the West, to get out the West again. Everybody's already said, well, it's Phoenix, and it's the Lakers, and it's Warriors, so that could get you back motivated. But is that more of a motivation because you want to prove everybody wrong, or is it more of a motivation because they're actually right? And that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. But I don't think they are as bad. I just don't think they're the best team in the West. So I expect them to take a complete and other complete, complete 180 and fall off a little bit. I don't think they. I think they still made the West. I think they still made the playoffs. But I don't think. Just like Philly. I think Philly makes the playoffs. I just don't think Philly's the best team in the East. I think they're like six teams now knocked down. And despite of what happens in the next couple of weeks with the James Harden situation, he might fall out of that, like, and then with Denver, I don't know if you have that same energy anymore because you just want to ring It's hard to capture that shit when you got the Joker down there doing horses, doing horseback riding and partying every day off doing off season. I don't know if that's that energy's gonna want. So, yeah, but those are my two teams. I feel like it's gonna downfall. Now, next week, like I said, will be a special. I bleed sports. Uh, matter of fact, I probably would do it Friday because I have. Uh, the Saints play this Thursday, so I will have time to do it. So probably Sunday night, I will do an all-bleed sports episode, NBA edition, mixtape, you know, edition of it. So looking forward to that. But uh, that's Sunday uh, tonight. Um, now let's get into it. Football, man. Like I said, college football, my crazy six um, teams right now to me in college football. The reason why I call it my crazy six is because, of course, because, of course you know, Uh, the New Year's Six Bowls is what they call it. But my crazy six out of six best teams that I feel that, you know, when it's all said and done, they should be, well, my six best teams right now in college football. Uh, So my crazy six, my first team at the gate of the crazy six is Michigan. I think Michigan is the number one team in the country. Uh, I know some people will say it's Georgia, I know some people sit here and even say Florida State, maybe even Ohio State. But I think Michigan is the best team in the country. Now, I get it. People are going to sit here and say, they haven't played anybody. Why would we say they're the best team? Well, here's the thing. Georgia really hasn't played anybody. You still think they're the best fucking team in the college football. Uh, Not just them. You know, Georgia hasn't played anybody. For the most part, Ohio State really hasn't really played any fucking body. I mean, they played Notre Dame, beat Notre Dame, but that game was a hard game to win. Like, so everybody hasn't. Certain people just haven't played anybody. But for me to say say Michigan is a bad team, that's crazy. They returned a Heisman candidate last year who got injured late in the year, and let's be real, if he doesn't get injured, probably fucking wins the Heisman, and will be to me, even though he's not really being talked about, could be still one of those viable running backs to get drafted next year and could go somewhere to a team like a Buffalo. Okay. I don't want to see him in Buffalo. That's a that's a bad that's a bad omen. Um I would say the Rams too, but I don't even trust the Rams with running backs nowadays. So so uh yeah, but I would I would say, you know, but Michigan to me is the number one best team in the college football man. Yes, they haven't played anyone, but that's not because of them, they're showing up and showing out every game they play. That's not their fault that nobody has. They haven't played anyone on their schedule yet. I think we put too much uh, stock into well, they haven't played anyone. I don't give a fuck. Now I can say that in the NFL, but in college, like nobody plays anyone. What the fuck are you talking about? What are you talking about? Like until in next year, that won't be the that won't be the case. USC, UCLA, Washington, all these teams are coming to the Big Ten. So Oregon. So when you sit there and say that next year. Are we going to be saying that shit next year? Because I don't think we will. So, Michigan, I think to me, is number one. Period. With a it. Number two, to me, is the Ohio State uh, Buckeyes. I think Ohio State is the second best team in college football. Now, I know a lot of people sit here and think I'm crazy, saying Ohio State is better than Georgia or even Florida State. But they're better than fucking Florida State and Georgia. Um, yeah, I think Ohio State – Going to Notre Dame, winning in the fashion they won in, last second play, won the game. I think that gave them a lot of fucking confidence and all boost their fucking self-esteem. Now, this upcoming week is going to be them versus Penn State, and I cannot wait for that fucking game because I think those two teams are on a collision course and whoever wins this game will tell me what Michigan is going to do when they play them. If Penn State beats Ohio State – I think Michigan needs to wash the fuck out. If Ohio State beat Penn State, I still got Michigan beating them in the big house this upcoming in, in, in November. Because I just think Michigan got Notre Dame. Michigan got Ohio State number. But to me, Ohio State is the second best team in college football. Beating Notre Dame, now starting to catch a rhythm with that offense. This upcoming week, like I said, being, I think it's in Penn State, if I'm not mistaken. No, it's in Ohio State, because I had to look down. But it will be in Ohio State. And I think Penn State last year gave them a fight. And they had no quarterback. Now they actually have a quarterback that can actually contest them. And I don't think Ohio State's ready to handle that. So I think it's going to be a pretty interesting game. But Ohio State, to me, is the second-best team in college football. My third-best team in college football is Washington. Now, to me, I should put Washington second. But even though I do believe Washington is the second-best team in college football, I feel like you're in the Pac-12, so it's kind of hard for me to give you that. Now nah, I, I get it. People are gonna say and say, "Well, the Pac-12 is a great conference this year." Look at all the great teams. Well, now you're starting to see all the great teams fall. They're losing to each other, but also you're starting to see them lose that that aura of what the Pac-12 was. And early in the season, because when you was early in the season, yeah, the excitement and everything. But now we're getting into the grit and grind of the season. Washington, to me. I said it last week. I think they, they, I thought they was going to be Argon. Because I didn't think Argon was that great of a team. I thought Argon could do some things. But when it came down to it, Washington was just a better team. They have a pretty uh, a, a pro-style offense that's ready to go right now. Michael Penix Jr. It should be in the conversation for the number one pick. I know that uh, people have already made up their mind that it's Drake May or Caleb Williams. But I think Michael Penix Jr. should definitely be in the conversation for the number one overall pick. I know people would think I'm crazy for saying that. Or some people would be like. That actually makes sense. But Washington to me. Is the third best team. And if you put them on the field with Ohio State. They probably beat Ohio State. If you put them on the field against Michigan. They give Michigan a game. And I think they can even beat Michigan. But to me. Washington is the third best team. In college football that I have seen. This goddamn season. It's not even close. Fourth. On this list to me. Is Oklahoma? Yeah, I got Oklahoma fourth. Now, yes, beating Texas is one thing, but I feel like Oklahoma is so under the fucking radar that nobody's really talking about them. Beating Texas shocked us because we're like, "What the hell?" Well, shock because I told y'all Oklahoma was gonna beat Texas, but I think Oklahoma is the fourth best team in college football. I think what Oklahoma now has to accomplish. They just beat Texas, so they really don't have any other team in the Big 12 excuse me, that scares them and fears them. Now, next year, with Colorado coming back to the Big 12 and all these other teams expanding and going to the Big 12, it's a way different conversation. But for me, personally, I think Oklahoma, being in the Big 12, really don't have anything. The pressure could start to mount on them, and they could fall after that. But to me, I don't think there's any team that's better than Oklahoma, and I think they have an easier pathway than the other two teams that I have in my top six. Well, in my crazy six. Coming in at number five to me it's Florida State. Now, I have Florida State over the number six team. Yes, I do. Uh, which my number sixteen is is Georgia. So I just say it like that. My number sixteen is Georgia. Why do I have Florida State over Georgia? I don't think Florida State's better than Georgia, <laughs> and I know people are gonna be like, "So why the fuck are they over you? Why are they over him?" Because if you tell me one game to win, I trust George, I trust uh, Jordan Travis way more than a Georgia quarterback. I trust Florida State to at least create enough opportunities to beat Georgia. We talk about one game that you had to win. Florida State could beat Georgia. I trust, like I said, I trust Jordan Travis way more. Uh, uh, Keon Coleman is a way better receiver than any Georgia receiver they have. And now you just lost your tight end. Who is your main offensive weapon in Georgia? And so to me, yeah, I kind of feel like if you were saying one game to win, I think Florida State beat Georgia. Jordan Travis is a better, like I said, Georgia. Jordan Travis is a better quarterback than Georgia's quarterback. And that's just how I look at it. Florida State's a better offensive team than Georgia. Now, dude, I think they're going to go defense to defense with each other. Yeah, I think that Georgia and Florida State defensively can go against each other and go hard against each other. But I don't know if Georgia can actually physically out. I don't think Georgia can physically dominate Florida State. And that's what they're going to need to beat Florida State. But I don't think they can do it. So that is why Georgia is 6 to me in this in this conversation. Because Georgia, as good as Georgia can, could be, I don't think Georgia has the ability to do it. Like, I think losing your tight end, is going to force your offense to actually grow up and do something completely different. And I don't know if they're ready for that. I don't I don't know. Georgia can do it. I don't. You still got to play Tennessee this year. You still have Tennessee game. You still have the Florida game. You still got a lot of games in front of you if you're Georgia Ole Miss. You got some games in front of you if you're Georgia. I think they still got to play Auburn. I think they haven't played Auburn yet. Yeah, I think they did play Auburn. So they still got old Miss. They still got Florida. They still got uh, Tennessee. If they lose any one of those games, we're having a whole other conversation about the SEC. And the SEC what? So Georgia's my sixth. Florida State is my five. I think Florida State this week is going to get tested. But I don't know if they lose because if Rodney Leonard does not play, that's a way different conversation. Um, but if Florida State plays North Carolina in the ACC championship game, This is a way different conversation. I think Drake May versus Jordan Travis is going to be a pretty good game to see, and I can't wait to see it. Um, But yeah. Um, But that's my crazy six for this week. So Michigan 1, Ohio State 2, Washington 3, Oklahoma 4, Florida State 5, and Georgia 6. All right. Now, this college football week is week eight, and now it's time to get into this. So, skeptical game of the week for me for this week eight season is, of course, uh, Alabama versus Tennessee. Alabama, I think, is the 11th team in the college football polls, while Tennessee is the 17th. Um, is I think it's in, It shouldn't be in Tennessee. It should be in Alabama uh, this year. Um What do I think of this game? Why is it my skeptical game, right? I don't think Alabama um offensively is good yet. I think Jalen uh, Jill and Moroli um, Moroni Moroli. I don't think he's ready, man. I, I I just don't think he's that guy for Alabama. But because Alabama's Alabama, people are going to always give them the benefit of the doubt. But I just don't think this team is good. Tennessee's not great like they were last year. They're not as explosive as they were last year. But for a game like this, if Tennessee's defense can just show up and stop this team, they can beat this team. I don't think it really does depend on Tennessee's offense. I think it depends on Tennessee's defense. If you can keep this low-scoring game and force Alabama to actually have to make throwing plays, make plays, that's playing into your wheelhouse, I would hope. And if that is the case, I would hope you would actually step up and do something to stop that. But this is going to be such a a game between these two teams. Last year, of course, Alabama lost. Last second field goal missed. um, And Tennessee took it. But Alabama, I think, is, is, is as good as this team can be. I just feel like Alabama just doesn't have the team, man. They just aren't that team this year. And I know people are going to sit here and still try to justify it, but Alabama's not that team this year. And the more you keep sitting up here and trying to say, well, they just need to do this and they need to do that. I watched last week Alabama's offense. That offense is awful. Arkansas is a good offensive team. They have no defense. So for you to score only 24 points in that game against Arkansas, and then on top of that, you scored, what, 21 of those points in the first half? That's not good. I don't know why people are acting like that shit's some special thing. Like, no, nigga, that's not good. And I think Tennessee's defense, is, like I said, if they can keep it close enough, they could beat them. So I think Tennessee could win this game. That is why it's like, my skeptical game because as much as Alabama, you know, you know, Alabama tries to, you know, people are going to try to write Alabama and say Alabama's still good. I don't see it. I'm sorry, I don't say it. My interesting game, of the, my most interesting game of this upcoming week, speaking of one of my teams in, the top, in my crazy six is Florida State. They played Duke this week, and they play Duke, uh, like I said earlier, Riley Leonard is the question. If Riley Leonard, the quarterback for Duke, can actually play in this game, we're having a different conversation about this game. But I think Florida State, uh, you know, top – uh, 20 matchup. Florida State is the fourth team in the in country. Duke is the 16th team in the country. I'm looking for. I'm looking to see what Florida State is, man. What is Florida State? I think outside of the LSU game, you show some resilience against Clemson, but what are you? You still have not shown what you are, and I think that that is the scariest thing. Now, like, of course, now I'm playing against Louisville, seeing how Louisville has been for the last couple of weeks before that, after that game. Okay, but this feels like a game that they need to really dominate. If they don't dominate this game, it's starting to feel like, what is this team? You start to ask that question. What is this team? Florida State, if they come in and they struggle against Duke with a pretty okay, maybe possibly not 100% quarterback, And Riley Leonard, who should be in a conversation of also a top tier quarterback for the draft. If you can't beat Duke with him kind of being eighty percent, or at least dominate them, dominate them with an eighty percent quarterback as good as Riley Leonard is. If you can't dominate him, them with that, how good is Florida State really? You have to start asking that question. I know you're gonna look at the at the record, but it's like, yes, LSU is good. Defensively, they suck. So, really, what did Florida State really do their first game of the season? They dominated, yes. But what did they really do? And I feel like if this game between them and Duke is the first step in showing people, hey, we are really this good. We are that dominant team. We can't show up and show out when we need to. And this is the game. Um, my upset game of the week is Washington State Krugers versus the Oregon Ducks. Oregon last week, Went to Washington, lost on the last second field goal. Washington State last week was in a pose, lost to Oregon State, uh, lost to um, UCLA. Pretty much got dragged in that game against UCLA. Um, so we got two teams that's coming into a situation where they both lost. My thing, the reason why I have Oregon uh, losing this game, well, it could be on upset alert, is because Washington State is actually a really good fucking team. I think people would not really understand that Washington State has a really good offense. They've always had a really good offense. But I think that defense, yeah, it's not great. It's, it's fucking Pac-12. But for what Oregon did last week compared to what they are this week, I think they were so hyped up to play last week against Washington that Washington State can actually shock them in their backyard because Washington State has a really good de- a really great quarterback that can kind of keep the chains moving. And if Bo Nix shows up and becomes Bo Nix again, this is a game where we could see Oregon kind of just fall. And it's it's such a crazy situation. So I think Washington State could definitely get Oregon in this game. Don't get it twisted. Don't get take it last week. Washington State's been a pretty dominant and consistent team for most of the season. So I'm looking forward to seeing what next this upcoming week is going to really be like. Which goes into game of the week for me, coming into week eight. And that is... Penn State versus Ohio State. Now, I wanted to put Penn State in my tops, in my crazy six. I'm not going to lie. I wanted to. And I actually was going to. I actually was going to do it. Um, But I was like, nah, people will lose their shit if I put Georgia not even in the conversation. Um, Which I don't really give a fuck. But Georgia should have been in the conversation at some point. But I think Penn State is actually a really good fucking team. And I think Penn State can actually beat Ohio State. Like I said last year, Penn State almost beat Ohio State last year without a good quarterback. They have a better quarterback this year with a way better situation, and I think Penn State is a better team than Ohio State, especially if both of Ohio State's receivers, Marvin Harrison Jr. and other receiver, are both kind of in and out. They're injured a little bit, a little banged up. If they come into this game and one of them or both of them are missing, they can definitely get Ohio State. Penn State can definitely get Ohio State. So I'm looking forward to seeing how this game is going to go. Drew Ellinger, this is this is truly your game to really show up and show out in. Because if you can do it in the in Ohio State of all places, this is why I said Michigan, you should be worried. So Penn State – Ohio State is definitely my game of the week. I'm looking forward to seeing how this game is going to go. It could go two ways. It go three ways. It could be a close game between Penn State and Ohio State, which a lot of these big 10 games like these two are very close, like it was last year. Or we go, you could go complete blowout, Ohio State, Penn State. Or you go complete blowout, Penn State over Ohio State. It could literally go either way it goes. So, yeah. But that's my games so of week eight God's college football. Now, let's get into it. Now, before I go into my NFL, uh, you know, my NFL Big Four, and, of course, my levels of warning. <sighs> Last night's game, Monday Night Football, Chargers, Dallas. Um. Was literally like a, a, a game you're watching, and you're like, "Man, I shouldn't watch this game." <laughs> like, like, not in the sense of like, like it's just like these two teams kind of, kind of suck. Like, they suck. Like, we're <laughs> we watching. These. Like, I would not say it like that, but like, they suck. Like, like Mike McCarthy can't call offense. Brandon Sterling can't call defense. It is literally watching two coaches that's just trying try not to outdumb each other. Like, it's, 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 it's like watching two coaches trying to not outdumb each other. It is the worst. What the fuck was that? Like, it's literally like two coaches trying to just not outdumb each other. It's, oh, my God, it was a terrible game. Like, what was that? Oh, my God. Yay, I guess. Uh, Dallas won 27, 20 to 17. Congratulations, I guess. Uh, but Justin Herbert probably doesn't have a broken fucking finger and shit. I'm, I don't know. Maybe the Chargers beat them. I don't fucking know. But, yeah, I mean, this game, and and, and, and this is something I say before the regular season, before when the draft was happening, and I said it again. Jordan Addison would have been great in L.A. Quentin Johnson would have been great with the Vikings. And right now you're starting to see why I said that. Jordan Addison not have a great game against the Chicago Bears. And Quentin Johnston literally sucked last night. The pick that he had that sealed the game for the Cowboys was literally Quentin Johnston just getting manhandled by Stephon Gilmore, just getting bullied to the plate before he could ever get to the ball. And it's just like, yeah, that is why I felt like he doesn't fit. He doesn't fit that team. He never did. That's why I kept saying Jordan Addison would have been great in L.A. And Quentin Johnson would have been great in Minnesota. Because they would have been great in their both. If you would have swapped them, it would have been great. But T.J. Zone. So let's get into it. My big, my NFL big four this week. Coming in at number one. (laughs) Excuse me. What a five and one record. How many times I gotta say this? How many times I gotta goddamn say this? Detroit Lions, man. Stand the fuck up. Lions pride, baby. Detroit is my number one team coming into week seven, man, of the NFL season, man. Um the five and one, like I said, they go to Baltimore, which is gonna be Interesting test for them because that is one hell of a test. I don't – that that is going to be one of the best games of this week because Baltimore needs it, but so does Detroit. Not because Detroit is going to – like they're struggling in the divisional pr- aspect of it, but because they need to continue to prove they are the best team in the NFC because I think they are. They're the number one team to me. I said this literally a couple weeks ago. When I did this, I literally said it last fucking week. I said I literally said that shit last fucking week. Um, I saw people saying, you know, uh, I saw people saying uh, last week it was like, oh, well, Dallas played Detroit, they're a struggle. Detroit a struggle against Dallas, or uh, you know, Dallas, Detroit's just like Dallas. No, the fuck they're not. I said that shit last fucking week. No, the fuck they're not. They're not Dallas. Dallas is what Detroit. Dallas is what they wish. Detroit's what Dallas wishes they were. Detroit's a way better team. They got a way better offensive coordinator than Mike McCarthy. They have a way better running game than Dallas. They have a way better offensive line than Dallas. They have a way better everything than Dallas. But yet you will sit here and lie and say Dallas is just like Detroit. No the fuck they're not. They have nothing like Detroit. Detroit is a way better fucking football team than Dallas is. And it's not even that fucking hard to look and see that. Even with Dave Montgomery being hurt, they still found a way to win that game. Amari St. Brown played his ass off. Jamison Williams, like I said last week, his second game back, he probably would feel a little bit better with the offense. Boom. I have him in fantasy. Got a touchdown for me. I was like, hell yeah, let's do this. So this is what this is, man. Jared Goff is a better quarterback than Matthew Stafford. I think the Rams fucked up. I said the Rams fucked up then. I still think the Rams fucked up. Jared Goff is a better quarterback. Now, that might have been a Sean McVay situation because Sean McVay just couldn't see it. But Jared Goff is playing his ass off. And I am truly afraid because the Saints go to Detroit this year. And we play uh, Detroit in Detroit this year. I don't know when we play them. I think we play them sometime in November. I don't know when. Um, but I know we play them soon. Might be on Thanksgiving. I don't fucking know. Uh, I got to check and see. But um, that game is going to be one hell of a game because our defense struggles against certain quarterbacks and play action and shit like that could kick our ass. So I would not be surprised, you know, if, uh, you know, Detroit uh, beats us. But, yeah, man, Detroit's 5-1. and one. I'm not surprised. Like I said, go to Baltimore this week. Is going to be pretty fucking intriguing. Lamar Jackson, Baltimore kind of caught a rhythm in that game against Tennessee, um, so I can't wait to see where they're going to be when it's all said and done. Um, but Detroit is my number one team right now, to me. My big, my big four. Detroit is the number one team. Um, my number two team of my big four is the Miami Dolphins. Now, last we got to have. No AFC team in my Big Four. Uh, but Miami creeps back in uh, at 5-1. and one. This upcoming week, they play Sunday Night Football, going to Philly, which is going to be pretty fucking good to see, especially Philly coming off of a loss. But Miami beats Carolina last week. They literally – I think Miami was fucking with Carolina. They spied them niggas like 21 points. They're like, y'all can have 21 points with? <laughs> 21 points. Like, Psh, nigga, you can have that shit. We, we'll give you 21 points. You can have 21 points. They spotted these niggas 21 fucking points and beat these niggas by 21 fucking points. This shit is ridiculous. Yo, this shit is crazy. Yo, what the fuck? Yo, they spotted them niggas 21 points and beat them niggas by 21 points. That is fucking crazy. No way in hell, bro. No way to hell, man. Miami is that type of team, man. Now, here's my thing. Now I'm starting to see people say the same shit I've been saying about Miami. Miami is a good offensive team. That's a hard offense to stop. That's going to be a hard offense to stop. But how many teams have we seen have a, an incredible offense, but their defense just can – when, when you play a team that can kind of stop the defense, a defense that can stop that type of offense – and then your defense can't stop anyone, that's what we are been saying about Miami. I think Miami's a good offensive team. I think they're one of the best offensive teams I've ever seen. The speed that they have is unreal, un- ungodly. But the problem with Miami is not the fucking offense. The problem with Miami is the damn defense. And I've been saying it. And I don't know, like I said, with Jalen Ramsey coming back, I don't know if that really matters that Jalen Ramsey's coming fucking back. I don't think anybody – like, I don't care that Jalen Ramsey's coming back. Like I really, really don't. So, so yeah, I think um, the Dolphins are the second best team. Like I said, they go to Philly, and I can't wait to see what's going to happen this game Sunday. I think being now in the cold will also kind of stop the Dolphins from getting to what they need to get to. I think being in the cold weather is going to definitely hurt this Miami offense, especially especially if Philly's offense shows up because if Philly offense shows up because they got the defense to physically stop them. That's the crazy part. They have the defense to physically stop Miami. But if that offense shows up like Philly does, oh, my God, game over. Game fucking over. But Miami is my second-best team this upcoming week. Now, number three. Also at 5-1 this season, is the San Francisco 49ers. Now, they lost their first game to the Cleveland Browns, which I picked last week when me and my brother Juan did our uh, pick them show. I said Cleveland was going to beat the 49ers. I didn't expect all of them injuries to happen, but I expected Cleveland's offense. Even without Deshaun Watson, they beat the 49ers. So there's really no excuse for the why the 49ers lost this fucking game. I get you had injuries. I don't give a fuck. Cleveland didn't even have a number one fucking quarterback. Like, that is not even an excuse. Christian McCaffrey played, Devo played, and then they got injured. Shit happens. Trent Williams got injured. Shit happens. But the one thing about the Fortnite is that I've been fucking saying, you can check the shows I did with my brother Juan, that offensive line without Trenton Williams sucks. They have no good offensive line. They have no good offensive line. Don't get this shit confused. When you lose a Christian McCaffrey, That's one thing. You lose a Debo, that's another thing. You lose Tritton fucking Williams, that's another animal. Like, that is a whole other thing that you cannot overcome. They don't have that great of an offensive line after Tritton Williams. They will struggle with that. Brock Purdy also showed himself. I've been saying this. People thought I was hating and all of this shit. No, Brock Purdy is okay. He can do some shit. But you gotta put him in a right situation. And as soon as Christian McCaffrey goes down, and I see people already being like, well, he redeemed himself on that last drop." I don't give a fuck. Look at the whole game. When he didn't have anything, he fucking shitted his, his shit and shit the bad. Like, that's what the fuck he does. I don't know why people are acting like this is that's some shocking thing. He was the last pick of the draft for a fucking reason. Like I'm I'm tired of people lying to themselves. He's in the right system. That's fucking it. He's anywhere else. He's not this fucking guy. I heard people being like, he should be MVP. No the fuck he shouldn't. He's not an MVP. He's not that guy. And if Debo can't go this week and Christian McCaffrey, fuck that. Let's say they play this week. If Trent Williams can't play this fucking week, San Francisco's offense is not gone. That is a no-go. They're going to get their ass worth. I do not trust this. If everybody's healthy enough and can play, all right, we're having a different conversation, and I think they, they beat the Vikings. If Trent Williams can't play, now we're having a way different fucking conversation because I don't think that offensive line, because if you watched them in preseason when they didn't have everybody, they could not stop a soul from getting to the quarterback. And Brock Purdy is not that athletic, despite what people want to say. Brock Purdy is not that fucking athletic. And if Minnesota could get to him, which, by the way, Minnesota's defense is starting to get better like I thought they would. Brian Flores is actually a really good defensive coordinator. It just takes a while to get that fucking defense up to date and up to par with what he wants. But if the Vikings' defense actually shows up and shows out in this game too, because they did it against Kansas City, they did it last week against the Bears. If they can show up and show out against, in this game, I'm not saying they're going to win, but if they can show you what they are, this is going to be a hard game for the 49ers. I got the 49ers at three because, like I said, for my fourth best team, I gotta you got to show up. Like, this is ridiculous, which is the Eagles. And my Eagles, the Eagles, 5-1 and one coming off. They're also their first loss of the season against the Jets. I have a high hopes for the Eagles. I'm not going to lie, I have very high hopes for the Eagles. I think the Eagles are the best team in the NFL when everything clicks. And last week against the Rams, I thought it was starting to kind of get turned around, but then you hear Jalen Carter's out, and then you hear Darius Slayers out you know, injuries galore for the Eagles defensively, but you should, you should, you still should beat the fucking Jets. That is not an excuse. Like I said, for the nine ers that's not an excuse. That's not an excuse. You should still beat the goddamn Jets. That is not an excuse. Injuries fucking happen. You should not lose to the goddamn Jets, especially because it wasn't your defense that lost you that game. It was your offense. Jalen Hurst those three fucking picks. That's not good. The Eagles are too good of a team to be still trying to figure out this offense by week six. They need to win this game Sunday night against the Miami Dolphins because I think Detroit's a better team right now than them. I don't think the 49ers are a better team, but I think Detroit's a better team than they are. And I think if they would play Detroit, yeah, it'd still be a game, but I think Detroit could get them. I think they can still beat the 49 Niners, but not as he. that's a bad league. Like, come on, man. Like, you gotta Jalen Hurts got more interceptions this round, this season, so far this season than he did last year. All of last fucking year. So it tells you a lot, man. This team's gotta get better and better fast. But I got him at four. Like I said, Sunday night they play against the Miami Dolphins. I'm looking forward to it. All right, so let's get into the levels. Of warning for week seven. So, my yellow, which is my caution team. Team that I feel like should definitely start thinking about some things and get themselves in order. It's the Buffalo Bills. They're four and two. But back-to-back weeks where you've now had You lose to the Jags in London. That's one thing. Okay. But then you come home. It's a home game. And you're playing against the New York Giants. What a backup. And Tyrod Taylor. And Tyrod Taylor looks better than Josh Allen the entire fucking game. Explain that to me. Like I've been saying, as you can cover up a lot of shit when you're winning. When you start to lose, that's when the shit pops up. See, when the Buffalo Bills were winning, Stephon Diggs didn't say shit. Now that they're losing and they're having struggling with his offense again, holy shit, he's starting to kind of pop up and say, yo, like, what the fuck is going on? You can cover up a lot of shit when you win it. When you start to lose, especially games like the Giants, where you should be winning this game easily, and you're at home? Come on, bro. Like, that that should not fucking happen. They still can't run a fucking football, which is the craziest thing. You got James Cook, who I think can be that guy. But you still can't run a football. And now what's making it worse is now Josh Allen doesn't want to run a ball. And when he does take the chance to run a ball, you got to, like, why are you even doing it to yourself? It's the dumbest shit on the planet. I don't think Buffalo's that good of a team. They're going to probably win the AFC East, but what the fuck does that matter right now? I think they're better than the Dolphins, but I don't think you're the best team in the AFC. Like, I think you. Shit, I can't even say you can beat Kansas City. And Kansas City's offense sucks. Like, that offense is awful. But I think you can lose to still. I think you still can lose to Kansas City. I think you can fucking lose to Kansas City. You know why? Because if they run the ball consistently on you, Patrick Mahomes don't have to do a lot. He just had to find Travis Kelsey for one or two plays, and now you're screwed. I don't – I don't. I, Buffalo, these last couple of weeks – this is what Buffalo, I think, really is. Take out the three games that they went crazy in after they lost to the Jets. Take out those three games now. It's starting to feel like, man, just take out those three games. They got the Miami games. They got the – well, the Miami game is the only one that I can sit here and say, was the game that they actually showed up and showed out. But the Raiders are starting to kind of find themselves a little bit. Washington is still a shaky team, but Washington's as decent as it can come. But the Miami game is the only game that I can here and say you were just better than them that day. But these other games are starting to like feel like ah, I don't know. The Jags, you should have lost to the Giants. That was a pass interference. That was a pass interference on Darren Waller. Like that was a fucking pass interference. I'm the fuck they talking about But, yeah, man, the Bills are really in a position right now where it's like this upcoming week, you kind of have to win. Because it's getting to the point now where the Dolphins continue to roll, even if you beat them that week, week, what, four, even though you beat them. I don't think you could beat Miami. I don't think you are going to catch them in the division, I should say. And to be honest with you right now, if you were to play the Jets right now, I think the Jets beat the Buffalo Bills again. If you were to beat them, if the Jets and the Bills were to play right now, I think the Jets beat the Buffalo Bills. Because I don't see any change with this team. Not one. Orange. Panic mode. <sighs> it's the 49ers. I know they're 5-1. I know they're even in my big four, but I don't give a shit. The 49ers are definitely a panic mode team. You can say whatever you want to say about it, but they are definitely in a panic mode feeling. reason why I say the 49ers in panic mode is because of what I've been saying. Mike Purdy is not a friend. Brock Purdy is good. Brock Purdy is okay. Brock Purdy can get you some games. But when you need him to step up and be the guy, that ain't his shit. We got to stop telling everybody that Brock Purdy's the GOAT. He's going to be great. He's the new Tom Brady. No. He's in a system that fits him and works for him. In the moment that it doesn't fucking work for him and it doesn't fit him, like it did Sunday, and he plays a defense that can kind of stop his receivers. Oh, shit. Look at that. They can't do anything. He can't really do that shit. As good as the 49ers are, it's something I've been saying about the 49ers for years. They secondary sucks. They're just like Tampa Bay of the last couple years. Tampa Bay for the last couple years, secondary was awful. But because they were winning, and you would look at their front seven. You would ignore the back, and that is what happened in the Cleveland game. That secondary got fucking exposed. Holy shit. Who knew they could? I said, look at the games that the 49ers have physically played. You play the Giants who can't fucking throw with Daniel Jones particularly. Daniel Jones with their Giants offense sucks. Terrell Taylor fits that offense better, which I think if I was the Giants, I actually would start Terrell Taylor over Daniel Jones right now but you're paying Daniel Jones all this fucking money, so you can't technically do it. But I would do it. But you play the Giants. You play the Cowboys, who offensively, last night literally had to hope and pray. I was, after a missed tackle, Tony Pollard sprinted for 60 fucking yards. But if he doesn't get that 60-yarder, I don't think Dallas even gets in scoring positions to even score a touchdown. And then you go into what? What what was that other game? Uh, Pittsburgh's offense sucks. Look at the teams that San Francisco has actually played this fucking season. They haven't played any good fucking teams. uh, The only team that they physically had to play this year that was actually good on both sides of the ball was the Rams. And they barely beat them. So it's just, I I get it. I fucking understand it. But the 49ers to me is definitely in panic mode. I know people are going to be like, they're 5-1. What the fuck are you talking about? If Debo's hurt for real, which he's been dealing with nagging injuries for most of the season already. Christian McCaffrey, they're saying he's okay. He's going to be okay. But Christian McCaffrey's always, through most of his career, has been fucking injured. And Trent Williams is a massive fucking injury. Like, that is a crazy... That offensive line cannot stand up if Triton Williams is not there. And on top of that, Brock Purdy cannot get you these games without any of those people there. So it just feels like the 49ers should definitely think about panic mode. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm not saying they're not good. I'm just saying they're not that team that everybody keeps screaming they are. They are okay. They're decent. But their age and injuries are starting to show the fuck up. Which I thought it would at some point during the season. Because the 49ers are old. Don't get it confused. These motherfuckers are old. They got older. Not younger. They're old. So eventually their injuries and shit are going to show up. And we'll look at that. It's starting to show up. And red. Which is DOA. Is the Colts. Um, Yeah, the Colts. They're still in the division. That's are in that division, three and three. But Anthony Richardson is no longer playing they're, they're trying to literally decide that they want to literally say, hey man, just take the surgery, sit out for the rest of the year, we'll you for next year, you know, we'll do this next year with you. You know, go your own way. You know, take take go do your surgery, go just shoulder right, we'll do this next year. Whereas, you know, so if Anthony Richardson is really going to be out for the entire year, and they're not going to let him play for the rest of the year. I don't know if Gardner Minshew, which I do know, Gardner Minshew is not a starting quarterback. He's a good backup. He's a uh, he's the if Anthony Richardson gets hurt and can't come back in the game, put him in the game. He's that guy. I saw him play last year with Philly. What uh, Steve Steichen as the guy? the coordinator, now he's the head coach. And Gordon Minshew is doing what he did last year. Decent enough to keep you in the game, but he can't win you the game. Like he's always done. He's decent enough to keep you in the game. He's not good enough to win you the fucking game. And this is one of those things. I, I think the coach are a, a really good team, but I just don't think they're ready this year. Um John Taylor's back, but what does that matter now that Anthony Richardson isn't there? Uh, that's kind of the thing. Um, like I said, they're in the division, but it's it right now to me is literally like a two-team race, which is the Jags and the Texans. And to be honest with you, the Texans can actually show up and show out. So yeah, but the coach to me is DOA. The quarterback is gone for the year, and it makes no sense to keep trying to play like they're gonna somehow some magically just appear and be great. So yeah. But that is I believe sports for this week. Um till next time I am Brian Janou. Enjoy. Peace.